0: Welcome to Film and Spirits Podcast with Fred and Sean. Today is our Christmas special. We're going to discuss our favorite Christmas movies and TV shows and also recap on um, Spider-Man The Way Home that we've seen in theaters. Stay tuned. merry christmas merry, merry
1: christmas, christmas merry
0: christmas <laughs> hey sean hey everybody it's holiday season yeah, we're How on christmas's
1: you? doorstep right now and i don't know about you you said you, you told me recently that it's not so bad for you and the work environment but woof, busy for me busy for woof. me. sales sales and christmas people time. want them books people want, people want them, them books. books they want those collector items and they want them now <laughs> So I've been Uh, busy, but I think the worst is over. I got a week off right after Christmas. So I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to go buy me a couple bottles, and we're just going to relax and watch some movies, watch some shows. A metric shit ton of shows to watch.
0: (laughs) Shit ton. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, shit ton. I started Hawkeye. (laughs) Didn't think I would like it. Yeah. And it's really
1: good. Didn't didn't see that coming. It's really good.
0: Yeah, no, we can discuss Hawkeye as well because I'll have a, uh, a ticket on this. I mean, uh, an article coming up uh, yeah. after the, the final the final episode tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, no, there's much to discuss. Uh, a lot to sure. discuss. Um, so since we're celebrating, uh, well, I mean, early on before we leave for, the, for Christmas and the holidays, what are you drinking uh, this Christmassy evening, Sean? Well, here's a little funny
1: story. Fred and I, I think it was on our, what, second episode? The, the recording essentially just got lost uh yeah. corrupted lost i can't even
0: remember it's it's been a couple. well it, it didn't get lost it is just that we 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 mishandled oh the yeah yeah recording we mishandled recordings and yeah. the the sound was all over the, the place the sound so was black so scrap it entirely yeah
1: so what we did on that episode is we re-recorded it but i changed the drink so this drink is actually the second drink that i had on the show but it's not something that has actually debuted on the show. So I am drinking the John Powers. Uh, So John Powers, it's an Irish whiskey. It's a little more harder to come by um, in in the SAQ at least here. In Ireland, it's quite easy to come by. But over here, it's kind of like gold, which is interesting to say because The primary line is called a gold label, and for what you're paying, I think it usually floats around 40 to 50 bucks. You're getting a really good Irish whiskey. So I'm having the the signature edition of it, which is I prefer the regular gold label of it, but this is all that they had. It was $60, so it was considerably more expensive, but I actually prefer the standard gold label uh so it's a good irish whiskey and when i went over to ireland back in the day i was talking with my grandpa and we were talking about scotch and whiskey and he was all like well what do you like and i was like well I like john powers And he's like oh you like powers he was like so amazed and happy he went into like the back <laughs> room came back he's holding a bottle of powers and he's like well this one's for you so i still have that bottle but it's unopened and i'll say that for a yeah. special occasion but i do have a bottle of powers gold label stashed away in the apartment so Makes me think of my grandpa. It's really tasty, so this is going to be my my
0: little holiday treat. All right, yeah. it's on my bucket list for sure. Power since we've discussed it, I think I, I just didn't find it in ACQs. It's really yet, hard but, to uh, come by. It is, yeah, <laughs> but uh, good pick, man. Great pick. Um, on my end, I have something a little sweeter. Um, since I, I wanted at first, I wanted something like with eggnog, something really desserty kind of drink. Um, but uh, I finished my eggnog and I, I forgot to go buy some more. <laughs> so uh, I had something interesting on the, on the bar that actually my girlfriend got us. Um, it's, I think it's a local Quebec product, so it's not available everywhere. But think of it as Bailey's, but replace like the, the Irish cream taste with chocolate. So basically it's like uh, cream chocolate with 17% alcohol per volume. Um, so you have like a really desserty drink basically maybe like drinking an ice cream but with uh, with alcohol and you you just drop like um like um, just one ice in it and you savor it on the rocks like it and it's pretty good that sounds pretty, pretty great. Uh, it's a it's a it's a dangerous and poisonous dessert but yeah like because like you're
1: like i'm just gonna have a little bit of it. next thing you know you don't you don't realize <laughs> how dangerous it is and then you're like uh-oh and then you're drinking
0: with your aunt and singing at the top of your lungs <laughs> hopefully won't be the case this uh this year hopefully but uh, not. yeah that note cheer- cheers brother cheers Enjoy you. your powers. merry christmas merry christmas
1: so we have oh, yeah. unfortunate news over here on our neck of the woods due to the ongoing pandemic these cinemas are completely shut down over here so we won't be reviewing the matrix resurrections anytime soon unfortunately but what we nope, we'll be talking about to start us off in this conversation is spider-man no way home spoiler free yeah.
0: spoiler free yeah, yes well, we're not uh, doing well, spoilers. let's start spoiler free yeah ever since i got bit by that spider i've only had one week where my life has felt normal that was when you found out Watch that spell where really you wanted everyone to forget the Peter
1: Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors from every universe.
0: Did you like it? So no spoilers at all. Yeah, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. At all. Okay. Okay. All right, it's fine because this movie is basically like a huge spoiler. It's a so walking spoiler. Too. Yeah, Uh, I I did like it. I I really did like it. Uh, For sure, out of the the, the Home trilogy, we we can call it that. It's the best one. Um, I did like Far From Home a lot. Uh, I think that the um, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio was really fun. Uh, But this, I mean, talk about uh, how, like, a kid, basically a kid Spider-Man matures and is implicated into serious stuff. Because yeah. that's that's an issue I had with the Tom Holland Spider-Man films is that I didn't connect with them that much. I found him like too young and everything seemed low key, like pretty like low stakes, unharmful, low stakes. Um, yeah, low stakes. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for um so yeah th- th- that's and he wasn't my spiderman because i grew up with toby and andrew more than than him so yeah but this one is spectacular really really good film this is definitely um, tom so. holland's best acting job as spider-man and he's got the
1: most emotional oh, yeah. range he's got yeah. a lot carrying on his shoulder and yeah it was a it was dark at times like it was a very it was, it was a times. very crowd-pleasing yeah. movie. But it, like it went to some darker places that I wasn't quite ready for, considering the tone of the previous two movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, the the tone is much more serious, darker here. There's still some good Marvel humor here and there, but I mean, yeah, the the overall, um, ending, the premise. I mean, ev- everything rings a little darker, a little more mature, and I think it it, it works perfectly fine for for the Spider-Man universe. So yeah. I'm curious as to what they'll do next, but um. No, overall, uh, Aces, I mean, I gave it four stars when I reviewed it, like, I think, on the, the Letterboxd app on my phone. Um, and no, just everybody was clapping all the time during the oh screening. Oh, yeah, same as my screening. <laughs> nice ambiance, nice, yeah, uh, nice, yeah, nice ambiance in, in the screening. Cheers, Broom.
1: There was claps, there was gasps. The, it was one of those, like, crowd-pleasing moments where there was always something going on on the screen where people were going, like, yes. So it was good to see it with a crowd. I'm happy I saw it with a crowd um a lot of questions raised for the future we know there's gonna be three more oh, yeah. spider-man movies and i kind of feel like these three collectively are almost like an
0: origin story so i, I think they are basically yeah, yeah because yeah exactly they, they 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 work really well as an origin story for spider-man when he's younger i guess yeah. and yeah yeah i get, I get that and totally. then like going so I,
1: forward in this new trilogy of movies where i hope we're gonna see a Petey parker that's a bit more like the peter parker we saw in the playstation game where he he has to worry about things like paying the rent on time and balancing his work responsibilities with his spider-man responsibilities and that game did a really good job of humanizing spider-man because he had real world problems it wasn't just oh well school and the school stuff when you're an adult kind of seems superfluous but when you're when you see peter parker in that game and he's He's got all these relatable
0: issues uh, to do with money and time and where. But that was the case with Toby's Spider-Man. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, if I remember correctly, especially in Spider-Man Two yeah. and even Spider-Man Three. I mean, like most of his outside, like his crime-fighting gig. I mean, most of his problems are personal-related, with like oh, uh, paying his rent, uh, trying to seduce Mary Jane, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, trying to get to school on time, yeah, <laughs> which exactly. doesn't happen frequently. So I, f- so, yeah. I
1: felt like we didn't get a lot of that with the Tom Holland movies. A lot of his issues no. were more, I guess, trivial would be the right word at the end of the day. So I, I do hope that the way this movie ends, I think it pivots the, the franchise in such a direction where that prospect could happen.
0: Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm down for I'm down for that because uh, Tom Holland, I mean, in terms of like acting credits, like in this film, um, I think there, there are really two actors that stand out. And the second one, I don't think it's a spoiler. Pretty much. I think everyone who's seen the, the trailers know he's in there. But Tom Holland, I mean, it, his best acting role, I think, since we knew him, basically, since we know him like in uh, Civil War or even I think his other work, I think the, in this film, he's pre- really, really good. And Willem Dafoe, well, man, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe, yeah, <laughs> sixty-six years old, and he's like, no, I'm not coming back if I'm not doing my own action scenes. And Jesus can, this man can act. I mean, you looked perfectly like identical, like, the same energy that he had in the yeah, first one. That, that is there.
1: sinister laugh, the cackle, yeah, yeah, he still has it, and being able to flip flop between Norman and Goblin like on a dime, yeah. just that transition, and then how his face changes between the two personas it's it's such a subtle thing but you can see just how the the cheekbones change and how the smile changes ever so slightly the eyes the look in his eyes so will in the foe was i thought he was going to be like kind of on the side but he was he was central central to the movie so i was pleasantly surprised um some of the villains we, we know that there's due to the the trailers everything we're talking about here is in the trailers so we know that there's uh, Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. So I feel like the two Raimi villains, Ock and Goblin, had the most spotlight. Probably rightfully so, they're the yeah. most layered. Electro yeah. had like a – he was the most fun, I would say. He had a nice redemption in terms of how he was portrayed from Spider-Man. It's Amazing Spider-Man 2. He had a bit more pizzazz, if you will. But Sandman and Lizard definitely kind of felt sidelined.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know pretty much, and I did. I don't understand why the the character of Sandman. I mean, but I, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I mean, he's always like in sand form for pretty much the whole film. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's how. That's not how he is in the original Spider Man Three. I mean, he's like he's in human form. We see him human form, but no, you, we don't we don't see him like that in here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Lizard and uh, Sandman pretty pretty track But I still like. Doc Ock was still, I think, gave us a few laughs and, like, some, some cute moments um, that I liked with, with Doc Ock. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, Alfred Molina and uh, Willem Dafoe really central. And I like that it's not just cameos. They really mm-hmm, have, yeah. like, secondary roles in this. They're, I mean, it's, they're it's really roles. important to the plot.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Even all yeah, five sure. of them collectively are important to the plot of the movie. They're not just there. Mm-hmm. We're here to punch things and be bad guys. No, exactly. No, that's not the case. So, I quite enjoyed that. I thought that maybe the first half hour was a little unfocused, but as the movie kept going and going, I felt like it was building momentum. And by the time you get towards the end of the second act, uh, there's a big action set piece in uh, a condo. Especially from there on, the movie's just firing on all the cylinders. <laughs>
0: yeah no pretty much i would agree with that yeah. so in, in terms of ranking of like all the spider-man movies did, did this one oh, dethrone all the, the original spider-man because all of them
1: all of them i don't think it def uh, so i still have the the soft button and the nostalgia for those first two raimi movies yeah and i am a huge fan of into the spider-verse the miles morales yeah. one um so for me this is probably just beneath spider-verse
0: okay so number two uh number four i would say okay but okay the sam raimis are still sam raimis are
1: number one two and then spider-verse is number three because spider-verse is just a moving work of art with great character and phenomenal sound and everything about spider-verse like fully deserves its best animated picture not win and then I would put this just underneath it. It's such a fun movie. It's nostalgic, but it doesn't depend on the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. You know what? I think your ranking is pretty much the same for me as well. I, I would rank it number four. But I think that in my case, um, we, we just swap on the Tobey Maguire's film. I prefer Spider-Man 2 over yeah. Spider-Man 1. And I like Spider-Man like 1. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better than Spider-Man 2. But apart from that, yeah, Spider-Verse uh, number three. I really liked it as well. Uh, and yeah, the rest. I mean... Uh, Andrew Garfield. Um, again, I think it's it's a shame because he's a great Spider-Man. Great Spider-Man think, in terms yeah. of, but the movies were not great. the so Movies were very unfocused.
1: Too much focused on this giant conspiracy, uh, corporations, and setting up other movies. It felt way too scattered. But Garfield's Parker Spider-Man combination, great casting. Like their Amazing Spider-Man three has been trending all day on Twitter. And I think with all this talk of Spider-Man, people want to see more of what these Spider-People can do. Like, I would love to see Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire. I'd love to see more. I'd love to see live action in Miles Morales. I'd love to see more Andrew Garfield. I'd love to see more Tobey Uh Tom Holland. I just want more Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> well, I think that it, we're going to have it, man, because, like, according to box office numbers, uh, I mean, it's what the third or second best opening weekend of all time yeah and this is really? in the pandemic yeah yeah and this is during a pandemic that that's something yeah. for sure so now we'll had i think that sony and marvel heard us loud and clear yeah. i think for sure we'll have more spider-man movies i'm just curious in what fashion exactly what kind so we
1: will see yeah. about that so we're gonna yeah. pivot now though we got a little spider-man out of the way because that's mm-hmm. what we're all talking about but tis the season and we thought it'd be a fun way to close off our first season of the show by talking about the christmas season christmas movies in particular what makes a christmas movie what are our favorite christmas movies and like things that we've discovered recently that may have gone under our radar so i guess we'll get the obvious one out of the way because you and i we got together two weeks ago now we sat down with some friends and we had the great debate Uh Is Die Hard? I thought you were going to say Home Alone. No, I no. I thought you were going to say Home Alone. <laughs> is Die Hard no, a Christmas movie? The obvious movie. one is Die Hard. Yeah, is Die Hard yes, a it Christmas is. 100%. movie? 100%. 100%. Yes. 100%. I agree yes. with you.
0: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr.
1: Cowboy? Yippee-ki, motherfucker. Uh, we watched Die Hard in a couple, uh, two weeks ago. And there was a. I think most people agreed that it was a Christmas movie, and I think we had one friend of ours who was. Very passionately disagreeing that it was a Christmas movie.
0: I don't remember his arguments that much, but yeah, I think we're debating a little bit um, on couch. But um, no, it is a Christmas movie. I mean, I mean because the the, the Christmas ambiance, the Christmas spirit, I think, and just the, the the theme of the festivities is pretty much central in the whole film. They refer to Christmas a lot. Um, I mean, in the dialogue and the script. So I mean, it's, and the music, you know, it's uh, and, a lot of the soundtrack and the music,
1: riffs yeah. on. Uh, Ode to the World, Beethoven's uh, Christmas Song, and you hear that a lot. The theme of coming home for Christmas, even though McLean is not home, home is his family. So he's trying to get home to his family at Christmas time. Hans Gruber is trying to have a Christmas miracle. Like everyone's looking for the meaning of Christmas in this movie. Just the me- yeah. meaning of Christmas means different thing to different people. Um, there's a lot of Christmas decorations, and you can have a visual Christmas theme, but I think the theme of family and Christmas miracle helped make this a Christmas movie. Whereas Lethal Weapon, I do not consider a Christmas movie, even though it takes place at <laughs> Christmas time. And I can say that about just about yeah. any Shane Black movie.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, no, I would agree with that for sure. Uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, but in terms of my obvious ones, because funny enough, I don't. In terms of the movies that I watch during Christmas, maybe I'll watch one or two, um, either movies I haven't seen before, or maybe like one classic that I actually like. Uh, of course, Home Alone is Home Alone, so I mean, with my girlfriend and my, my family, I mean, they they love this movie. So sometimes we watch we rewatch it on TV. It happens. Um, but apart from that, I think that one of my personal favorite now, favorites now, and it's quite a recent film. It's really a stupid one, but I really like it. But have you seen the movie The Night Of? Yeah, with Jason and with Seth <laughs> Rogen, uh, Anthony Mackey. <laughs> this is so much fun. This is like my definition of a fun and freakishly funny Christmas movie that you have like a great time with. That movie is also disarming
1: in... How sincere it is as well. So especially with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, because most of the movie yeah. is a fun comedy. It's like a party movie yeah. set at Christmas time, but that, at the crux of that movie, there is a surprisingly emotional story.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. There yeah. is a much homo- emotional story. So I mean, like under underneath the whole the layers of humor, there's there's a heart to this film yeah. that's really. Uh, that really resonates with other Christmas classics. So yeah, I mean, this one, if you're into Seth Rogen humor, you're gonna love this one. It's one of my personal favorites. I love it so much, Um, but uh, yeah you've never seen something so funny as like seth rogan completely wasted like singing in hebrew At in the church a, yeah. in a christian <laughs> in, a, in a christian he, church he's a mushrooms
1: too i think right yeah
0: <laughs> so he's just this scene is i haven't the seen best. the movie in probably like it so much.
1: three or four years now actually it's, it's hard yeah, to no, find. You need to rewatch it. Yeah, it's hard to find. Oh, I think it's on.
0: It's not on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. I mean, if it's on it Netflix, used to be. It, it used to be. Yeah, but
1: I don't think it is, but I'll, I'll check later because I got a few days mm. left this Christmas. I want to see if I can squeeze in a couple before uh, the big day. I want to watch uh, Klaus. It's an animated movie that Netflix made a couple of years ago. And I, I was always thinking there's not a lot of good Christmas movies that have come out in the past 10 years or so. So I watch Klaus. No. That's a
0: good movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. Okay. I'll I'll put it on my list. It's a Netflix
1: animated movie. And it's sort of about like the origins of Santa. And Mm -hmm. the art style is very exaggerated and very 2D with like hints of three D. And it's about this postman and he has to he gets stationed in this like really remote, derelict almost haunted town. Mm -hmm. And it's about how helping each other at Christmas time can change the community for the better. And it's just this yeah. out of left field of touching, heartwarming movie. And I find that a lot of movies these days go for the cheap gag than the heart. And Klaus is just full of heart and beautiful art. And I'm like, where did this movie come from? <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. Like it's one of it's definitely the best Christmas movie I've seen in the last 10 years. I tried to watch the Christmas Chronicles. Wow! Not uh, ah,
0: good with uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, right? I watched
1: Which it is, just because yeah. Kurt Russell's in it, and you can tell Kurt Russell's having a lot of fun doing the role. But man, that movie was difficult to get through.
0: <laughs> oh, oh boy! All right, noted. I won't. Uh, I won't bother with it. Yeah. But uh, thank you for Klaus. I'll put it on my list. What other titles um, resonate with you with for Christmas? I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring the Harry Potter franchise for some reason because I think that's one that a lot of people revisit during Christmas, and I think sometimes I know why because well for for once um, at first it's it's a, it's an interesting marathon if you want to watch like a couple of movies uh, a couple <laughs> uh, but there's but Christmas I mean Christmas is really present in, in, I wouldn't say in each of the films but a, ma- a great mar- majority of the films. Christmas is really present, yeah. like during, like during the whole film. They, they they do like pretty much every season at the school. So but I think Christmas is the one. It,
1: like I think there's more Christmas scenes than there are Halloween scenes, for example. I think there's a Christmas yeah, scene in not nearly sure. every movie in some way, shape, or form. You have the first yeah, movie, sure. which is the when they go to the restricted section in the library and the. The fifth movie, he goes back to Grumble Place after Arthur Weasley's attacked. The fourth movie is the the Yule Ball, which is probably the most Christmas you get in the entire franchise. So, yeah, it's it's fun to revisit Harry Potter. It's uh, it brings back those memories that, that comes with the Harry Potter franchise. It takes you back.
0: Yeah. No, it takes you back yeah. and it's a good thing for to explore with family members, so it's a, it's an easy one to pick. So I wouldn't say they Christmas movies, but I mean it's it's an it's an interesting natural fit mm. with Christmas. So I mean this I would choose.
1: I watched Elf. Uh, what else?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good yeah. classic. Yeah. So that's probably I've the seen best. Seen too many tri- times. I, can't yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can not Yeah. For Christmas movies, movies, I movie, yes. I often watch some of the same movies year in and year out and Elf is one of those movies I watch every year. Um, unlike halloween which has like the whole entire horror genre and halloween related movies even that aren't horror related there's only like christmas movies can basically be a genre of itself yeah and most of them suck (laughs) so there's most of them (laughs) there's only a finite selection of christmas movies that i feel the need to re-explore regularly and Elf is one mm. of those for sure. I would say Elf easily is the the seminal Christmas movie of the past twenty years.
0: Hmm. One, I think maybe like in the top five, I would agree with that. that it's but it's like really
1: that popular. was made in the past twenty years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, it's yeah. definitely. Uh, but it's
1: yeah, it's up there. I would say it's a top central. five Christmas movie. It's. I'm not a big fan of Will Ferrell. Overall, I find his humor doesn't really land for me. But I really like how we did Buddy the Elf and John Favreau's the director on it. The humor is really great, very subtle at times, too. And there's a part where Santa's saying, uh, and if you see a sign that says Peep Show, that doesn't mean you're going to be opening presents early.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the humor is really accessible and subtle. It, it works, it's it's well balanced, I mm-hmm. think, for pretty much anyone to enjoy. So... Uh, yeah, Elf. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen this movie so many times. It's incredibly cool. Uh, another one, <laughs> yeah. Another one I watched on repeat, but I think w- when I was younger. But now uh, it's been a while because I know this movie is, I think, really stupid. And I, I know, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy it as much. But Jingle All Away with Ron Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I watched and that Jake Lloyd. last year for the first time since I was a kid. <laughs> It's too it's really, it's stupid. really it's stupid. Like in all honesty, it's not a, it's not even a good film, but it's just for some reason it's, I mean it's, fun. I think it's it's fun and so many kids of our generation like just grew up with it. So we're just we got stuck with it, so that's why we love it, because it's nostalgia. But yeah. apart from that the movie is, is, is really it's absurd. it's a bit of a mess. But,
1: the tone is inconsistent. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's character is actually awful <laughs> if you think about it. He he's trying to essentially buy his son's love. Turbo man, Turbo man. I don't need the Turbo man dog. I have the real Turbo man, and it's Jake Lloyd from (laughs) episode one.
0: Yeah, that was even was that before before yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was before. Okay. So at a time when he had a career, actually, yeah, then Phantom Menace <laughs> happened and he stopped acting and then it's yeah, it stopped acting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this film, uh, I do can still consider it one of the classics, but I don't know if, if people are going to really enjoy, enjoy it if they, they put it on. or just, I think if you're like, watching it for the first
1: time now and you're a grown adult, you will judge this movie perhaps too harshly.
0: Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and rightly so. I think rightly so, but <laughs> rightfully It's so. one of those like I said, it you have to have a connection to it. It has to yeah. anchor into your childhood. Last time I saw it, like I said, I was a kid. I watched it last year, and I saw all the flaws in the movie, but I still wow, had and they're really noticeable. Yeah, <laughs> but I still had fun watching it despite yeah. despite myself. So i i can totally agree with that uh you mentioned it already but the the first two home alone movies
0: and you know what you're gonna found find me a little weird but the three home alone movies ah. because i i for weird reason on vhs i remember watching the home alone three a lot and i know i know it's during the winter i'm not even sure it's during christmas though but, I, honestly Karen Marix, uh, i've seen it once when i was a kid but it's it, but it's it, surprisingly i mean the gags with the criminals are really good in home alone 3 i mean it's not it's not a it's not like reinventing the wheel and it's not it's no masterpiece it's not it's not remembered as a good film but f- maybe i need to revisit it because i know that when i was young i think for me it was H- home alone 1 and home alone 3 yeah, home good. alone 2 not that much i'm not a big fan of home alone 2 i don't find it like espe- especially funny eric uh, actually put
1: a piece on uh Home Alone 2 today on the website, and it's actually a really fascinating read, so I would encourage you to go read that because it's it's, he brings up some good points. I think Home Alone 2 is a funnier movie, and it's almost self-aware of... It's kind of like Hangover 2 or something. It's self-aware enough of the first movie, where it's doing a lot of the same beats. It doesn't have the same heart, but it's a funnier movie, and the traps at the end are borderline sadistic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Like the first one, he's he's making them fall down a couple of flights of steps on, on the ice. And the one guy gets like a nail in the foot. In the second one, he opens up with throwing bricks on their head from like a six story building. Keeps clocking <laughs> him in the head over and over again. Somehow he's still alive. Five minutes yeah. later, he's being electrocuted to the point where his skeleton
0: is showing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I remember that. And then he
1: gets <laughs> both of them get like a pipe crashing into their ribs while on a staircase, which knocks them into a hole another floor down. And then the pipe falls down the stairs and then crushes them.
0: Yeah, they weren't supposed to be alive in this, yeah, in this second. So, one.
1: because of that, <laughs> I'm convinced that Kevin McAllister becomes the jigsaw killer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I can understand that. Like, yeah. I, I'm almost certain <laughs> of it.
1: But the first one, while not as funny, has so much heart. Mm. John Hughes yeah. and Christopher Columbus. It's got heart. It's all about family at the end of the day, being it's there for life. your family yeah. at Christmas time. And uh, like Eric brought up a good point. In the first one, Kevin, despite not being on board with his family when he takes the money from Buzz. He only takes enough to provide for himself. He doesn't go yeah. on a crazy shopping spree. Mostly buys for himself for the little green army men. And he uses a coupon to save money. Whereas in the second one, he steals his dad's credit card, goes to the most expensive hotel, rents out a limo, just goes nuts. Yeah, it's so true. it's like spending fantasy. Like an unhinged Donald Trump in the in the court. Yeah. I remember and that. And everyone scene, just like yeah. booze that scene now,
0: apparently. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think they, they even considered removing that scene, I think. Yeah, I remember that. that so there's that.
1: definitely like a tonal difference. But there are things in the second one, like Tim Curry in the second one is hilarious. <laughs> even though they vilify him, he is still yeah. a highlight of that movie.
0: When, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember Tim Curry. There's Curry's
1: a character. scene where he's. Investigating the credit card, fraud.
0: the valet. He's the valley or the hotel manager.
1: Yeah, he's the hotel manager, and it seems he's investigating a potential credit card fraud with the McAllister card. And there's the shot of the Grinch doing the big smile, and then there's a slow crossfade to Tim Curry, who's also doing this big smile, and then it changes to a medium close-up head-on, and then the light goes on above his head, and it's it's so good. <laughs> while the music plays right. in the background and you're like oh, come on that's gold <laughs> that's actual gold
0: all right then uh home alone 2 i'll revisit it and maybe see some 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 genius or the tonal differences What's the it, it's one. a
1: it's a funnier movie than the second one but it doesn't have the
0: heart yeah, yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else am I missing here? I, I mean, I know this is maybe a discussion we wanted to save for, for last, but something I think that both of us discovered really recently, and I think it's going to be up there in terms of really cool Christmas content um, in like mainstream popular entertainment, it's Hawkeye, man. Yeah, Hawkeye, in terms of, uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting yeah. re- just, much. Just as out a heads up, I'm only just, at
1: episode four.
0: As a All up. right, no worries, yeah. no worries. I won't. I, I know. I, I, I won't spoil anything. Yeah, about. uh
1: I know there is a big thing in episode five, so we'll leave it at that. So I'm watching episode yeah. five
0: tonight. There, Ironically, yeah, there's, but, a, there's a reveal. There's a reveal in yeah. episode five, which is interesting. But yeah, I mean, this show. I wasn't. It's, it's funny because I think Marvel, like they, 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 they position it last because yeah, there's some Christmas elements in it. But I didn't even think they even invested in marketing that much. They, I think they. It almost as if they didn't have any hopes for this one. Yeah, it's like it's Hawkeye. Uh, like, like, oh, who who it's, really cares still, about I Hawkeye
1: mean, or, at the end of the day?
0: I did. I did. Yeah. I did like Hawkeye. I was one of the Avengers. But, I mean, where they take this series, how uh, – again, I'm going to write a piece on it, but – Again, Christmas is really central in everything mm-hmm. that happens because I mean the, the plot like hard. basically <laughs> begins at a Christmas party yeah. and after, after that everything goes to shit. Yeah, it's a lot like that, hard. Yeah, Bart- he's trying to come exactly. home for exactly. Bart- home to doesn't doesn't want anything to do with the 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 second character he only wants to get back to to his family and to do like gingerbread uh houses and like do a christmas movie marathon with his son he doesn't care about anything else he's just like oh i have to uh, i have to stay here and do this and help the girl but um no it's 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 uh, honestly i mean this this series like it's it's really fun yeah the chemistry with the two characters is great but i mean i i just like this is Christmas placement done well, and you still have the fun and the action of the Marvel movies in there, but they made it cute as well. Yeah, like it's not taking itself so so
1: seriously, and it's not as dependent on the MCU as a whole. It's very much Mm -hmm. tied into the Hawkeye character and I would say the events of the Avengers
0: yeah yeah no the events of the avengers and i think they do a nice job at trying to make the character of clint barton feel at home because there's a special i think you've seen it in your episode but basically um they they want him i think kate kate's character Haley seinfeld wants like hawkeye to feel at home and feel like that he's having a christmas night even if he's not with his family so they do watch movies they put on their ugly sweaters and it, it's and it, well and then done. then he says, I mean, you
1: "Thanks it. for that."
0: Yeah, like yeah. it meant a and lot to him.
1: Perfectly. Yeah, like he was yeah. genuinely grateful for it. It meant a lot to him. And missed all this crime fighting with the the tracksuit mafia and, and the whole Ronin backstory weighing on his conscience. And he's like, he needed some Christmas cheer to, to lift his spirits a little bit. And he yeah. really, he actually needed it, and it worked for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, mess so, a lot to him. again, it's yeah. So Christmas is really central in the in the plot, I would say almost. Mm-hmm. So it, it it works well. It's it's well balanced. And you mentioned the the tracksuits. I think there's one line I will never forget, and I found it really funny. And I can actually relate, the, like for, for finding like places for events and parties before COVID. Is like, what can you do? Like, no more warehouses. They all condos now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're building like so yeah. many condos near my neck of the
0: woods uh, yeah it's like
1: condos everywhere condos everywhere
0: <laughs> yeah so i found it interesting like he just wants a warehouse like to integrate uh, integre- uh, interrogate people yeah. he can't you find can't them find because them because there's condos, condos now,
1: being yeah. built all over the place glad to know <laughs> new york is facing the same problem we are <laughs>
0: yeah no for sure so yeah, Hawkeye, I'll add it to the list uh, of Christmas. I think now uh, yeah, Christmas classics that you can uh, revisit. Um, do you want me to pull want me to long? surprise
1: you with a Christmas movie that I enjoy watching and as my bearded whiskey drinking, beer loving individual, it might gasp. I might get some surprises out of this following one. Please do the holiday with Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. And Kate Winslet and Jack oh. Black
0: talk about the manly film. I like okay, it the so. Holiday. I'm
1: a sucker for that movie. Yeah, it's, it's a bad movie, but it works for me, especially Jack's Black character because he's a cinephile. He's talking about uh, Ennio Morricone quite often in the movie, talking about scores. He goes to blockbusters, and he's like, you need to watch this movie. I'm like, I understand this guy. And there's a lot of imagery of like Hollywood, there's a lot of film talk. But there's also a lot of like small English village talk, and the aesthetic is quite nice. And I don't know, I'm a sucker for it. And The little old guy is the the ugly from the good the bad and the ugly.
0: It's okay, man. I have my my own pick for for this category, and it's gonna be Love Actually. And I think it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I like situation Love because too. it's but I prefer the It's holiday. a stupid <laughs> film. Yeah, it's a stupid film. It didn't age well. There's a lot of scenes that make you cringe. Just yeah. Like, Oof. That wouldn't work. There's a me. lot of fat shaming but, in that movie not just fat shaming man i mean borderline i would say sexism yeah in a lot of in a lot of scenes uh especially like that guy who wants to come to the u.s just to like yeah the president yeah girls.
1: yeah oh that guy yeah <laughs> but i want to go to america for,
0: yeah exactly just to meet girls yeah. i was like oh yeah sure uh but um no, no, Colin, the, you the, don't <laughs> have a sexy cute british accent yes i do yes i do Hugh Grant's character is cool, though. I mean, I think that's basically he's the main reason the Prime Minister like, of Great Britain. He's like the hero character, I guess
1: you can say, of that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, yeah, he's like the most normal guy. Probably him and Liam uh, Neeson. Well, although yeah, Liam he's Neeson's he's character also cool. says it's cool
1: for his adopted son to run past security at Heathrow yes. <laughs> it post 9 11. Post 9 11. Post- <laughs>
0: Oh, that's true yeah yeah so
1: yeah maybe a little questionable on the parenting side but that aside
0: that aside but yes i do i do get that i forgot that part but yeah no hugh grant's character when he's dancing like in his shirt yeah uh, <laughs> I, I i like it this though. is for
1: uh, a I golden olie for a golden ollie yeah.
0: No, yeah so sure. i and i watched bill, that bill 90 Bill Knighty as a singer was really bored and like singing like Christmas (laughs) classics.
1: What was your favorite Shag? Britney Spears, really? No, she was
0: rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Like no, so this film, same for the Holiday. I mean, it's not, it's, it didn't age well, but for some reason, it still, it still sticks. I think the Um,
1: Holiday definitely aged better than Love Actually.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The holiday I was you saying it's not a ba- it's not it's not a good film. I, w- I would say it's actually kind of good film. It's it's, it's not it's on mediocre it's not, by any means. It's, it's pretty. Uh, I, I
1: didn't mean like it's a bad bad movie, but it's not like a great movie. It's like it's a fun movie. It's a good like three-star movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah,
1: but it, it's got a lot of hard and it's got like a good tone. I just love the connections to Hollywood that it presents as well it feels kind of like insider baseball at times and they're at the video store and they're pulling out some like deeper cut movies like the mission or something like that chariots of fire i'm like huh nice they're not just pulling out uh 2002 spider-man because it was a popular movie Now they're pulling out some like older stuff i'm like ah i can appreciate that
0: yeah and there's a bit of overacting um,
1: but pff, whatever yeah well, whatever
0: and 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 the great majority of our of our picks here, I think, there's overacting. Somewhat. That is true.
1: <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, do you do you watch um, any like apart? oldies? Like, do you watch uh, A Wonderful Life or things like that?
0: Christmas Story and The Wonderful Life. Again, I think I've seen them in in school. Uh, I. think think wonderful life i've seen it once afterwards but it's not it's not movies i revisit a lot to be honest Mm. but maybe i should because i know you did recently right
1: i watched the wonderful life last year i used to it used to be my christmas eve movie with my family but then that tradition stopped and i last year was the first time i saw it in probably like 10 or 15 years and it's a very interesting movie but it's also kind of depressing because George Bailey keeps. No, it's fall- depressing as hell. Yeah, well, George yeah. Bailey keeps falling on his sword like over and over and over again, and I get that's the point of the movie, but like the world is better with him, but like the poor guy loses a lot. <laughs> he gives up a lot. Like it's a wonderful life. I I get the message of the movie, but is he? Does he ultimately have the life he should have had? Like he was supposed to go to college. But he didn't. The, like, mm. what would have his life have been if he did go to college? He was supposed to split the responsibility with his brother, and his brother went to war and became a warrior, and he's kind of stuck at home with the business. And he gives up a lot. And you're like, man, George Bailey needs a break. Send him a-. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the whole point of the end. to give him money, but like, he needs more beyond financial help. He needs, he needs like a a day off. <laughs> Someone needs to come over to his place and like just take him on vacation or something like that
0: it's it's good morale yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh i'll revisit it but yeah it's, I, I don't remember like really liking it that much because for the same reason as you did i mean yeah basically the whole movie is pretty depressing and the fact that it's in black and white doesn't help there's a color <laughs> edition as well like but, on dvd if you oh. there's like a color corrected version so
1: there it is out there i think the the biggest hurdle that movie faces with modern audiences is that for 90% of the movie, it's not a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah,
1: It's basically 90 minutes of exposition or 90% exposition mm. for a 10% payoff that's Christmas-related at the end.
0: Listen, um, we're at 45 minutes, but I'm curious as to if you have like a list of movies and tv shows that you're saving for the holidays and it, it can include christmas movies as well that maybe you haven't seen um so maybe you can give myself both a list i mean give myself a list but also like give our audiences like some things to to put on their uh yeah on their list as well for, for the holiday some things to watch that uh, well, they finally have the chance to sit down yeah, and just like well, stream there's, the there's <laughs> a lot
1: out there that's the great thing that for whatever reason this time this month just the floodgates opened So in terms of TV, uh, I've only seen the first episode of The Expanse Season 6, but The Expanse Season 6, The Expanse as a whole is kiss. It's a fantastic (laughs) sci-fi. So the season's coming to a close right now. So you have no excuse, go catch up on Prime. It's fantastic. I'm currently watching The Wheel of Time as well.
0: Yeah, Roseman Pike. I've seen four
1: episodes so far. It's weird, there's nothing inherently wrong about it. It's well acted. There's good sets, there's good story. And I'm not disliking it, but I'm not going, whoa, that was good. But I'm not saying it's bad either. There's just something about it that's I don't think resonating with me. And I'm reading the book at the same time just to compare. And there's quite a few changes that were made. So I would perhaps rank that a little lower on priority. Uh, i'm two episodes into the witcher i was lucky enough to have the premiere uh, four days earlier so i got to see the first episode on tuesday last week with a live q a with Mm. henry cavill that was cool nice um so so far with the two episodes so much better than season one leaps and bounds better than season one like the first episode of season one demolishes the first season like i would probably give the first season a, a 6.5 mm-hmm. and we'll see where the rest of the season goes but that first episode alone is like a nine
0: okay that's really reassuring because what you were seeing about the wheel of time i had the similar sentiment or like similar experience with this, this witcher season one like i don't i didn't hate it, it i didn't hate it but i didn't it wasn't like it, it didn't resonate with me that much so it was just like in the in the meh middle yeah but the first season um, of Witcher, but there, were, there some, were some good episodes yeah yeah there were some good episodes and good moments but i think that most of it i mean i would say it's like 75 25 you had 25 percent of the show that had really good moments 75 were just like where is this going Yeah, I'm not i forgot a lot of stuff and i don't remember what what happened so yeah, so I'm I'm reassured that season two is is, um, yeah, is starting yeah, well. We'll, we'll and see non,
1: where it goes, out. but yeah, I'm quite I'm kind of happy with the first two episodes. So we'll we'll see where it goes from there. But so far, so good. I can reassure with that. Uh, if you have the means, go. I mean, go see Spider Man if your theater is open and if you feel safe. Maybe yeah. maybe go on like a Wednesday at twelve o'clock when the theater is likely to be a little emptier. If you're worried about yeah. a packed cinema, depending on how you're social distancing is done at your theater so that's something to bear in mind as well Yeah. and in terms of christmas movies um i haven't watched i haven't watched a christmas story this year i watched a christmas story last year for the first time and i thought it was okay i didn't love it didn't hate it i just thought it was fine but i would yeah so i wouldn't recommend that this year unless it- We've talked about Home Alone quite a few times. I mean, that's your go-to. Yes. Um, I think my go-to Christmas movie that I would have to tell anyone to watch would be Christmas Vacation. Mm. Which
0: is Christmas vacation. a treasure, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. Can you remind me who plays, who stars in, in this Chevy one? Chevy Chase. Oh, Chevy Chase. Yeah,
1: with uh, what's it, Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. That's a... A bona fide Christmas classic. Uh, watched that a couple of days ago. We're talking about movies that haven't aged well. For a movie that was made in the 80s, it hits all the right notes. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's relatable. It keeps it keeps working. like It it still lands t- to this day. So I would say if you're looking for a fun movie that has the heart, I think Christmas Occasion is just it's one of those movies that has... Everything wrapped up into a nice little package.
0: Yeah. Good. And pick, also
1: Good written pick. by John Hughes. Really? Yeah. John Hughes wrote that. Yeah, John Hughes is yeah. involved in that one as well. And he did Home Alone. Like John Hughes likes his holidays. He does plane trains and automobiles as well.
0: Wow. Well, this guy defined the 80s in so many ways. Oh, yeah. It's crazy.
1: He defined what it <laughs> meant to be. Well, to grow up in the 80s man because as you start 80s, yeah. you have a lot of high school movies but you also have movies like playing strains on a christmas vacation that tackle the family dynamic so it's this transition of childhood to maturity and john hughes just captures that yeah so the yeah. the, yeah, the, really the manic pre- desire in christmas vacation to have the perfect christmas to get the family together and somehow everything's going to work right and nothing goes right but that's not the point you don't need to have the bells and whistles to have a nice christmas True. there's good heart mm. there's good humor like i would say watch that if you're looking for a one singular christmas movie this year what about you All though nice. i've given some tv examples i've given one <laughs> christmas movie and one theatrical suggestion
0: all right, for sure. Um so we discussed for TV, we discussed Witcher season 2. So this is on my list. I'll I'll give it a shot uh while I'm finishing Arcane as well. For um just regular movies and um I I'm curious of like which movies that are currently in theaters I'll be able to see from home. Uh I really really wanted to see West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg remake. My uh, It's sides. supposed to be really good. I didn't go see it. But I'm and I'm sure it's, I'm not. I'm not a huge sucker for musicals. I'm not. I know you're not. Me neither. Uh, you're, I love the, the same. Tick you're boom, in the though. same. boat. Yeah, tick tick boom. Oh, we need to. We should. Yeah, discuss we, that we, well, we things. can talk about that briefly.
1: But I loved the Tick Tick Boom, and I don't like musicals.
0: Tick Tick Boom, one of my best movies of the one year. One of my best sure. movies of the year, for uh, sure. As well,
1: for that's probably gonna float around number five or number six for me
0: on the top ten. Be- I think why it works so well, it's, I think, I don't know if it got inspired by how they did it in La La Land, but how they were able to perfectly merge the musical numbers with just the the plain, like, normally scripted drama, it's a charm here. Also, and I Andrew think, Garfield I don't know, the, was just, like, give him his Oscar brilliant.
1: nomination, like,
0: yeah, oh, he's going to be nominated for, for sure. For sure. Not sure he's gonna win. Maybe I hope he's gonna win. I would say Garfield has it, but, a better
1: um, chance of winning Best Actor than Lin Manuel has a chance of winning Best
0: Director. Ooh, yeah, I would. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Tick Tick Boom, yeah, good, good uh, film. Really good film.
1: I, did I tell you I saw Belfast? Uh, no, you didn't. I saw Belfast, with kind of that's uh, This movie.
0: Th- yeah 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 can brana yeah this movie as well it's like in the oscar contenders um, it's at this yeah, point on I my list to go see it's it. my number three movie of the year i, I would figure yeah. like with a movie named belfast i was like no for sure someone's gonna like sure it. there's a little <laughs> <He's> bit, <gonna laughs> there's a bit of a
1: bias i know but it's an incredibly
0: good movie I know, I uh, I know. I want to see see it so bad, but it it wasn't select theaters. It wasn't it wasn't playing everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure I can rent it soon on iTunes. I hope so. Fingers crossed, because it it was a really good movie. Brownie will
1: for sure get Oscar nominated, and it will for sure get nominated for best picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. No, this one I'm gonna see. Uh, so yeah, again, with Side Story, I want to give it a shot. Um, I want to revisit and I discuss like early on the Harry Potter movies but I want to revisit the Fantastic Beast movie because I think they have a they have a bad rap the first one I really didn't like it like I, I was bored out of my mind after this film Uh, even if Colin, Colin Farrell was in it and he played like a nice character Colin Farrell I, was I, I really good in it yeah. yeah but the rest of the film man ugh, I think the no, main problem with the first
1: movie is that there's There's the A plot, which is the beasts are all around the city and he's got to play Pokemon Go and find them. And then you have the B plot, which is everything related to Grindelwald and politics. And you have the C plot, which is Mm -hmm. the newspaper. Yeah. Delete the C plot. Just completely get rid of John Voight's character arc. And make the B plot the A plot. And you would have a much better movie. Because the scenes with Colin Farrell are just so much more interesting than Newt running around the
0: city collecting his beasts collecting beasts. yeah no a hundred percent on that and again it's an unpopular opinion because i do remember that when the second one came out crimes of Grindelwald, most of people most of everybody was like oh it's the worst like in the wizarding world franchise it's 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 not even as good as the first one and i was like totally in disagreement i was like no this one is way better i mean it's more mature uh it's i think that the character arcs are more balanced um just like the quest of grindelwald johnny depp's grindelwald in this one it's 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 actually really interesting because it gives you the idea of like okay if hitler was a wizard how he would mm-hmm. actually do it I th- when voldemort is more of a like a charles manson kind of murderer like uh grindelwald is hitler and yeah, meaning, i think it's know, like, an interesting way just... of
1: looking at it uh I, re- I wrote an article once and i said why grindelwald is a much more interesting villain than voldemort because just like. I want to, I want it I want power and I kill. People. Yeah, I want to yeah. be powerful. I'm evil, and that's kind of Voldemort, yeah. I and mean, it's he's yeah. great at it. But Grindelwald has to be charismatic. He's almost, as you said, used Charles Manson, and I think it's interesting, like like Ted Bundy. These evil beings have to be charismatic to do the things they want to do, and Grindelwald has to be charismatic, because what he's trying to do is shape the minds of the masses
0: yeah yeah he's more of a politician than anything else that's that's what's interesting is that he's not he's not he like he's not a i wouldn't consider him like as a wacko i mean he's he, why he's doing things is yeah. clear yeah, and he also but but again, again it's all. Right. For, yeah in think he thinks that he's right yeah. and again like the 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 the, I think the way the villain works is much more realistic than Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I do like the character of Grindelwald I think m- maybe even a little more than Voldemort. Oh, for sure. So, I agree yeah. with that
1: statement. And I, I quite so like th- Johnny Depp's portrayal of Grindelwald as well where he was a little... <laughs> no more. <a> little, <laughs> <when> yeah, <laughs> we'll see how uh, Mads Mikkelsen does. But I, I, I liked what he did especially at the very end of his speech. He's flamboyant enough to be more charismatic but he's also got this underlying cynicism just lurking Mm. beneath I wouldn't want to say he's peacocking but he is putting on a show because he has his own personal agenda but he knows he has to be relatable so he's formulating the, the speech and he's like yeah like i don't hate the muggles he's not out there like i hate muggles he's like no, no, i don't hate the muggles they're just different and he's they're different exactly yeah Yeah, he's he's trying to play the sympathy card and i I just find him very interesting and what did you think about the trailer for uh, secrets of dumbledore uh
0: it didn't reveal much uh like it's really centered on jude law's character so i mean dumbledore younger dumbledore um yeah, it's good. Again, I'm just curious, like how they're gonna wrap all of this because, even if I if I did like the second one, uh, it's not it's not it's not perfectly crafted. Right. It's um, kind of needlessly there's, convoluted there's at times. It's convoluted. It's complicated. You're losing track of what's what and what's important. And like, Dumbledore was e- wasn't even in the in the second movie that much, and now he's like front and center in the third one, and uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm curious because every time that it focuses more on, like the quest to stop Grindelwald, I think okay, that's something interesting. There's something there. Anyf- anything else regarding capturing beasts like on the loose? I was just like, nah. Which is it? Either wants to be like a kid, f- a kid's film, and like a political thriller yeah. film, like all in one, and it doesn't work. Which is why
1: I'm. I don't want to sound like mean about it, but I don't think Eddie Redmayne's Newt should be the main character.
0: No, you shouldn't. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think they should have made Jude Law's character the central we, character. Like don't make Dumbledore the main character. Or, or I think this. what it would be
1: interesting to do is each movie make it a different protagonist. So you have one movie where it's oh, Newt yeah, it's where true. you can introduce it and then one movie it's, it's Dumbledore and then, it's, and then it's, it's one movie it's whoever and yeah. you go from there and then at the end... We have the big showdown at the end. But by having Newt every single time, we're talking about a movie that's leading up to the, the quote-unquote, the greatest wizard duel of all time, which is true. what's described in the books on Dumbledore's Chocolate Frog card. 1945, it's going to be a duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. And the movie's leading up to this like seismic event, but we have Newt on the side. And I like that... I, I'll give it credit. I like that Newt's not your usual hero he's kind of bookish and quiet and he's not like a superhero but he does feel like he's in the way at the same time Mm.
0: all right i'm sorry that i uh, we diverged (laughs) from from the narrative track talking about fantastic beasts but yeah i'll be looking forward to the third one but uh, yeah i'm going to revisit the first two movies uh during the holidays if i can uh because we're doing a Harry Potter marathon my girlfriend and I so I think when we're done with the the franchise we'll do these movies. Mm-hmm. Um and for in terms of Christmas movies, I think one uh I want to watch or revisit. Um do you, I, I don't think I, f- I don't think f- I don't even think it's such a good film, but I, I do remember that I liked it a lot when I was a kid, but do you remember the the Santa Claus movie with, with Tim Allen when he actually transforms into, into I remember Santa.
1: it but I think I've only seen it like once
0: maybe twice. Yeah. So. I think I'll try to rewatch this the first one just out of curiosity if it aged well. Maybe it didn't but uh yeah. I'm just curious. I just I did like this movie a lot when I was a kid. Well, if you have so the time watch Claus as well. Mm. And Claus yeah, for sure. So uh, those are my two picks for yeah, If I can movies. get the yeah, night Of, I definitely list. want to watch The Night of
1: uh, yeah, please that, do so. <laughs> I also watch uh, Mister Bean's Christmas, the, the twenty-minute Christmas special. I usually try to squeeze that in if I can. And for those who might be listening in Ireland, Mrs. Brown's Boys Christmas
0: specials are always hysterical. <laughs> oh, that—that's not in my alley. Hello. So I don't know. I, I really don't know this one. So Mrs. Brown's <laughs> Boys
1: is—it's a sitcom styled show, like in front of a live audience. haha Laugh tracks but it's it's uncensored so there's Mm. f-bombs galore and mrs brown is it's a man it's a guy named brendan who dresses up as an old lady who is the matriarch of of a small irish family and there's it's crass humor but it's a sitcom style crass humor show interesting and I think the Christmas all specials are up on. Uh, I think they're up on YouTube. So I'll, I'll see if I can dig out a link. I'll send it to you. All
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Please do. I want to check that out. All right. Anything else we forgot to discuss before we wrap up, man? Or uh, I think this, I think uh,
1: that I think we're done. Well, we we're done. It's 2021. It's the end of our, our first season. We we have a pretty yes. solid first season in my opinion. We we launched the show with zero expectations, and we're up on Spotify. We're up on Apple now. Uh, the website hit a, a milestone a couple of days ago. Very happy about that. Uh, very excited to see what next year is gonna bring, and I think we can start next year by maybe talking about our most anticipated movies of 2022.
0: Good, yeah, good idea. I think yeah. we should start episode one of 2022 with with this. Uh, yeah, no, it was just, It was uh, our test run for 2021. We did uh, 11 shows, including this one. And I think we have a pretty solid formula for, for next year. So we're going to keep it for sure. Um, we'll add more guests as we go along. And we'll um, try to add, uh, if we're lucky, some sponsors in there too. We're going to ask around, try to promote our show a little bit. Yeah. So you can expect some modifications or some sort of changes on that front. But in terms of pure content, it's going to stay the same. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come get back to you in January with our top picks for 2022, what we're expecting the most um i need to do some research because again sometimes i'm I'm losing track of what to expect in the next year because everything like a lot of movies are being pushed oh yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm trying to write my most anticipated uh,
1: article right now and i'm just like what have i heard of and what have i written about i think i've written top gun i think it's been on my last two top
0: gun maverick is my top three i've written
1: about top gun maverick in my top anticipated lists like i think this is gonna be my third time it's on my
0: most anticipated list (laughs) <laughs> it's true because i think the original air uh, uh the r- original release was what december 2020 it was I think supposed it was, to right? be
1: something like april 20 no summer 2019 i think
0: it was summer 2019 i think Jesus so I, I need wow. to
1: double check that but that movie's been delayed like five times or something like that
0: okay so like forget james bond i think like top gun was the main <laughs> the one that really suffered yeah
1: it's uh it's it's been only quite a few times now at this point so i know for a fact that movie's on my list because it's been a while (laughs) it's been a long
0: time coming i can't wait for this all right so we have a deal for first episode of the new year so we'll discuss our most anticipated movies and tv shows uh for 2022 and uh no man brother was such a good year for us thank you for being my partner in crime in this in this venture and uh, no, it's it's only getting uh, we're only getting started. Yes, so it's uh, just it's a nice little start, but we'll get it's just a beginning, uh, and uh, we have we'll have such a bigger year next year uh, in terms of numbers, in terms of content, in terms of guests, in terms of everything. It's gonna be great. I'm excited.
1: I'm really excited.
0: All right, brother. So listen, um, I'll text you. But uh, happy holidays. Yeah, enjoy your Christmas enjoy with it's. your family. Stay and, safe at the uh, same time, but also enjoy yourself. Yes, at the please. Same time. Yes, as, mu- yeah, as much as you can with the the restrictions that you have to respect. But please, yes, yeah, stay healthy. And we need you for the next year. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> we need you, too. To, we to, need you, too. To be in this journey. We need you, too. So all right, enjoy brother. your
1: break. Have a good one. Enjoy your Christmas. Yeah.
0: You, too, and man. To, and to
1: all one. the listeners, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And Happy New whatever year. other holiday that I'm forgetting, because I'm sure there are other holidays. But to every listener, you just enjoy the next couple of weeks. Kick back relax and have a good time
0: this is and have a good drink this, as well so this is sean <laughs> and this is fred screen home signing entertainment
1: off. film and spirits signing out for
0: 2021 Come on. thank you peace Bye.